The abundant life is about having small victories every single day. But in order to experience victories, we often have to make mistakes and experience setbacks. If we allow it, the fear of failure can stop us dead in our tracks. Or we can face the fear, embrace the challenge, and let that motivate us. Fear of failure is the topic for this edition of the 2120 Podcast. This is the 2120 Podcast. Each week, two guys take an idea, an experience, or a topic that we're passionate about, and we talk about it with you for 20 minutes. So today on the 2120 Podcast, uh, by the way, Matt and I are coming to you. When you guys hear background noise, we are at a convenience store sipping on some coffee and so we like to do that in a public place number one it's it's just kind of fun to see people but but also we just want to let you know that when you hear that background noise that's where where we're at it's our secret lair that's right <laughs> it, listen today the the topic for the 2120 podcast is the fear of failure and i ran across a uh, a quote and i wanted to read it and it was out of a, a book by uh, uh an author named mark batterson uh, he's actually a Christian uh, author, but what he wrote was, the way that you overcome the fear of failure is not with success. You overcome your fear of failure by failing. And I thought, man, that was a really profound statement. And I think that reigns so true. But the fear of failure, I believe, does one of two things. It either motivates you or it stops you dead in your tracks. Yeah. What's been your experience around that? Well, I think it's... Just like you said, it's it's both. Um, those that fail, if they're not strong enough, they're done and it's over and they never take that next shot. The ones that haven't figured out and, and learn from that mistake and take steps forward, they get better because of it. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you look at the evolution of life, you fail early on. I mean, I look at like a little baby trying to crawl and he or she collapses on the ground and like yep. you could tell they're frustrated, but they get back up, they try it again, they fall back down. And eventually you hear the, oh my gosh, get the camera. She's walking, you yep. know, and it, she figures it out and the baby has a huge smile on your face. So, you know, early on there is the, the failure, but then, you know, everybody says get back up and the baby gets back up. It's, that's interesting that you, you went right to, to an infant because, uh, the way that I've researched this and heard this is infants basically have two fears that they're instinctually humans were born with loud noises and the fear of falling. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Every other fear that we ever have is learned. And I just like that kind of hit me the other day as, as profound, I suppose that every fear that I've ever had is something that I have literally learned to be afraid of if it wasn't a loud noise or falling. Yeah. You know, I think of, Cycling just popped in my head for some reason. And now when we ride bikes and race bikes, the fear of crashing. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, I could, I could break my bike. I could have to fix my bike. I could break myself. Where back in the day as a kid, you set the ramp up. You told your friends to get out of the way. And you went as hard as you could because you know you were going to launch this ramp. But there was never the fear of if I crash, what's going to happen? Yeah. yeah. As an adult, as you grow, you've crashed multiple times. Yeah. And you look back and go, man, that really hurt. Like my collarbone is broke because I crashed. Can I break my collarbone again? How does this How does this work? And it it prevents you from, you know, just sending it and and doing it. You you, you may not go as fast, or you may just roll over it and see, oh, that was pretty cool. And then you start. You kind of have to like 
get your wits about you again. This is like, this is awesome. Let's go yeah. faster now. But you know, I, I think failure is, is, is a bad F word, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, but failure can also set you up for success later in life. So, uh, take shots, fail, just learn from it. You know, don't make the same mistake. Uh, be there for someone that is close to making that same failure that you did and help them, you know, get in there before it happens and show them why you failed and um, put yourself in a position and put them in a position to not fail. You know, I think that's a big thing. So how about this statement? Failure isn't an option. So, so the question I have is, is failure an option or not? What, what's your take on that? Failure is always an option. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, yeah. I don't, we live in a life where, in a world where there's failure around every corner, you know, uh, if you're aware of that, and you look at every possible angle that could have failure and you put good systems in place and you have great people helping you out, that failure becomes less and less and less yeah. to a point where it could be gone, you know, but it's also life. You don't know what's going to come flying at you, you yeah. know? When, when I hear that phrase or when I've had people say it to me, um, and, and I'll be honest with you, when I was a young buck, um, I subscribed to I thought it was cool to say failure is not an option for me. Except failure was always an option. What wasn't an option is giving up because I'm afraid of it. Like quitting is okay. There's certain things that we we quit in life. It's a smart decision to quit on certain things. For example, a bad habit like smoking. Okay. People have quit that. That's a good thing. So quitting itself isn't. But when we stop because we, uh, we give up, that's when it's kind of the problem. And... Um, I think that fear is a huge contributor to people giving up too early. There's fear of the unknown. There's fear of maybe it's even success. Maybe it's the fear of the failure. But fear is one of those things that uh, that we have to learn how to face and get through. But but coming back to the the whole idea of failing is you know when you were talking about infants, but what was coming to mind for me was learning how to throw a football when I was I don't know ten years old or whatever, eight years old. I don't know having a Nerf football. It was a red and white Nerf football. Me and the neighbor kids were learning and uh, I couldn't throw a a spiral. Like I couldn't throw a spiral to save my life. And so when that football left my hand, it never got where it wanted to go. It didn't look right. And then somebody had to come over and show me, here, put your hands here. You know, remember those little fake laces that the Nerf football had? For sure. And uh, here, put your finger here. And as you do it, do this. And suddenly I mastered it. But I failed miserably a thousand times before that. But because my buddies and I wanted to like pretend we were pro athletes or Iowa Hawkeye football players or whatever out in the backyard, here we are throwing the football time and time again. It was a blast. Yeah. You know, I think of I love helping some new kid learn how to ride a bicycle. Yeah. You know, and I, I you're great at that. I, by I tell the way. you what, it's so, it's so, so much fun because it's like a, it's that challenge of it's going to be so cool when they figure it out and they they ride away and they look back like you're still there, but you're not. And then their eyes get really big and it clicks. It's like, Oh my gosh, I got this now, you know? Yeah. But too many times you fail, you, you get squirrely and you crash. And it's, it's so easy for that one big impact to completely just mess up what we're trying to do because you're frustrated, you're crying, your, your knee has blood on it now because you're scraped it up a little bit. But if, as a parent, if you just let them give up, they're never going to learn how to ride a bicycle. Right. You got to put them right back on that bike and say, no, we're going to do this. Let's calm down. We're going to be fine. I'm going to help you. And you support them and you try it again. And guess what? They crash. 
Okay, that's no problem. We learned. We're getting better, though. We, we got farther this time. And before you know it, like you're letting them go, and they're riding off into the sunset. And the cool thing is like, they don't come back because they're, right. they're, they're gone, and they want to be gone, you know, but you got them to that point. And the bicycle analogy is, is it's something we, we can all relate to, but it's, it's life. It's everything. It's your coworkers. It's your, your wife. It's, you know, um, I think of just kids because it's kids. It's so easy for me right now to think of all the different ups and downs. But, gosh, if you just give up after that first crash, yeah. you're never going to be able to take on that next thing that is in, is in your way. You're always just going to be, like, so hesitant because, oh, I crashed on a bicycle. I can't go do this now because I crashed doing this. You're just there's, there's that wall in front of you now. So, fun story. Um, our youngest uh, learned how to ride his bike at about five or so. Um, literally, within a day or two of him learning how to do that and not being hugely successful, we put him on a little dirt bike <laughs> without training wheels. <laughs> awesome. So it's like, but but you know, when I was thinking about how watching kids when like when we've done those bike safety rodeos and things like that, sure. you're helping kids learn how to ride a bike. You're so good at it. And one of the things that that the mental image that was coming to mind is, as you said, when they're riding off and they don't come back and you, you, you teach on this and your bike university though, is they have that huge smile on their face. Oh, yeah, that sure. smile of, of being able to ride a bicycle is priceless because what they've learned isn't just that they can ride a bicycle, but they like, it, it's a liberating, it's empowering. And suddenly they have, they've, they've overcome something because we can't remember our first steps. Yep. So most of us, the first thing that we really remember was, again, like that riding a bike. Mm-hmm. And, and just the triumph and achievement and accomplishment that is seen. Uh, one of the things that, that bugs me when, when I see people tell me that they can't do something or that they're afraid to try because they might mess up is, is why didn't that success continue? Yeah. What, why, what's happened somewhere along the way when I learned how to ride a bicycle that now I can't necessarily transpose that to this next barrier, this next thing that I'm facing, you know, that if we could just package that and never forget that, that would be huge. Yeah. You know, I, life is about small victories every day. (laughs) You know, you need to have those wins in life every day. And you know, you think about, okay, what's, what's a win? Well, getting up out of bed before your alarm goes off, that's a win. You know, getting dressed is a win. Having breakfast when you don't normally have breakfast is a win. You know, getting to work on time is a win. You know, having a good day is is a win. Like, so there's all these successes that happen in front of you. So when that, that one failure does happen, you've had so many awesome wins throughout the day that it should not prevent you from that, that failure, you know, and whatever that failure may be in the grand scheme of things, it's probably something small that you're just frustrated with, that you, that you screwed up. Um, but at the end of the day, just, just figure it out and put more wins in your life yeah. and, and you're good to go. But man, I failure is around us all the time. And it's outside looking in when you see someone fail, like it hurts because as a human being, like you feel compassionate and compassion for this person. And you look back and go, man, like, could I have helped them be right. more successful? Could I have done a better job teaching them this? Could I have been there more to help them? But I'm also a believer that people have to fail. Mm-hmm. You have to learn from that and, and know what, what happens. Which is a great point, which is, um, you know, when we, you're a parent of three girls, I'm a, I'm a parent of now two adult boys, but, but uh, one of the challenges when you're a young parent or, or going through that is, is you want to rescue them from certain things. 
Like as a parent, it's our natural tendency to protect. Yes. And the truth of it is, is that kind of like the, the bike analogy, fall down, get the scuffed up knee, but let's get right back on because trust me, when you figure this out, it's going to be worth it. And, and so many times that, that we might take a mindset into the business world or into a, you know, a nonprofit or a place we volunteer, maybe it's just even in our family where <clears throat> the, we're, we're more concerned about rescuing at times. And every time that we rescue, we're limiting them. You know, that's, that's the thing is we've got to unleash that. You can't save everybody. Yeah. And I, you know, that was one of those things where I heard that a couple years ago working with an associate and she told me you can't save everybody. Yeah. And that hurt because I want to. Right. But my girls need to fall down. Right. My girls do need to get hurt. You know, I can't protect them 24 seven. There's going to be times where they're out in the middle of something with doing things and they get hurt. Now the boy hurts them. I can get involved, (laughs) you know, and I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of boys that are going to be getting, I'm getting involved with, but like they have to learn about heartbreak and they have to learn about the things that as a human you go through in life because nothing in life is, is ever going to be easy and nothing in life is ever going to be given to my three girls. They're going to, they're going to work for everything and I'm going to be right there alongside of them. But at the end of the day, I am okay with Addison, Laney and Hayden falling down, but getting back up and knowing that they need to get back up. And when someone around them falls down, being the person that reaches out and helps them get back up, doesn't step on them and walks over them, but physically stops and, and pulls them back up. And that's the, that's part of leading. That's part of life. Um, so, you know, I, I want my girls to fall down. I want them to get hurt, but at the end of the day, they're going to be better because of it. And I'm going to be happier long-term. Okay. So let me throw this one in, into the mix here is never let the fear of failure be an excuse. You know, I think, I think that there are times when we give ourselves excuses or we maybe even say them to others and we don't even realize that what we're doing, you know, we just say not possible. It's not the right time. I don't have the right money. I don't have the right connections. It's what that is, is it's a, you know, the fear of failure might manifest in different ways. It might be a fear of rejection. It might be fear of uh, embarrassment. It might be some type of other fear that we associate to that and it stops us. And so, um, Anytime that you let that fear be your excuse, you've already defeated yourself. Yeah. You know, excuses manifest into bigger fears. Yeah. You know, and in the grand scheme of things, when you, when you look at what an excuse is, it's something that happened that you just, you, you put it, put the blame on that, you know, and then that becomes part of the, the failure. And then that's what it's tied, tied back to was this excuse that right or wrong, However you want to look at it, excuse is an excuse. Right. But now you're justifying it as a failure because of this is what happened. Yeah. Instead of looking at it, the mirror and going, I was the one that failed. It wasn't this. Now, could I have been more prepared? Yes. Yeah. Could I have surrounded myself with better people? Yes. Yeah. Could I have done all these things to make that excuse go away? Yes. At the end of the day, you're the one that failed. You know, that's, that's what it comes back to. And when you can truly understand that and truly look at yourself in the mirror and go, I did not get to where I wanted to go today because I got in my way. You can now take steps forward because of that. So on that topic, and as we wind down here, thinking about what are some application out of this, like, so, so if you're coaching me or I'm coaching you to this, like, let's think about that. What are some ways that, that you have either, um, you know, through your profession or 
even through your family life or whatever it is, your personal life, how are some, some things, what are some application things that you've helped had to help somebody overcome that fear of failure? I always give them permission to fail. Yeah. I always, I always, I always challenge them to make mistakes. Um, but then learn from them. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing when your associates or your people or whoever you want to talk about are okay with failing. Yeah. They're going to push a little harder. You know, I, I know that I'm going to ride this bike today and there's a chance I'm going to fall down and crash and I may break something, but you know, it's going to be fun doing it. Let's go, yeah. let's go ride a bicycle. Uh, now at the end of the day, you, you don't fall down. That that's a huge win. Right. Yeah. But if I don't go into something knowing that there's a, there's a possibility that I'm going to make a bad buying decision today and we're going to order too many and we're going to have to mark <laughs> them down and I'm yeah. going to look at this and every time I have to sell one below what I paid for, it's going to be frustrating, but you know what? I'm going to learn. And that's, that's, that's the priceless thing is I made a mistake. I failed miserably. I'm okay with that because I learned huge things. I'm going to do better next time. Right. So my, my, my challenge is go out and fail, go out and make mistakes. Uh, I'm never going to yell at an associate for failing. Right. You know, I'm going to look at it from the perspective of what could I have done to help them? Um, what should I have done <laughs> to help them? And then how we're going to fix this together long-term. There, there is something that's true. You know, I think about it from a sales perspective. And so, um, you know, the statistics show that it takes somebody between the fifth and 12th time of hearing it being asked, you know, in our sales process before they actually say yes. So if we stop it the fourth time and the fifth time would have been, you know, yeah. like we, we have to continue to push back that and realize that the risk isn't what we really think it is. The risk is, is that every time that we get closer, every time we get a no, we're one step closer to a yes. Yeah. And so I think going along with what you just said is not worrying about that, not being afraid to fail in that, in that sense. Begin, and that comes back to where I started with is saying the only time that we really ever truly fail is when we give up yeah. and we, when we allow it to defeat us. Yeah. Never give up. You know, always try something new and different and be that person that is trying that, that next thing. And when you do fail, be okay with that. Right. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing when you, when you hit that failure point, you actually grow as a person because you, you now know what you did wrong and you can fix it next time. Right. Our topic has been the fear of failure and things that, uh, get in the way. Thanks. For <laughs> we'll turn off. That's our timer. That's right. <laughs> So we want to stick to our 20 minutes. Thanks for listening to the 2120 podcast. I'm James. I'm Matt. See you later.